0: Dave and, Dave and special coverage of the top local story. Uh, there's new information that came out late on Friday and over the weekend. It gives us more insight on what happened in the post office parking lot in Farmington last week. It began in the afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, when a police officer pulled over a blue sedan and ended in the shooting death of the 25-year-old driver. And police are releasing information about what they say is shown on the body cameras of the police officers who responded.
1: Yeah, we've reported that there were five officers who eventually came to assist the one officer that made the stop. Well, we first thought the car didn't have a license plate, but this new information indicates that there was a license plate, but it was an illegitimate license plate. Yeah, we plate. both
0: have a copy of the um, what five, six paragraph press release that the Farmington Police Department put out late last week. And it does say that it had an illegitimate license plate. And I don't know exactly what that illegitimate license plate looked like, um, but that's what they're saying. So, so the police are saying in this press release that they reviewed the body camera footage. And I would just want to make it clear, we have not reviewed that body camera footage as an organization. We do have requests in to see it so we can independently verify what's in this news release. Uh, they say that the body cams show the driver rolled the window of the car down just a few inches, uh, then refused to provide identification, or to cooperate, and they're saying this is shown on the body camera video. And then he asserts his independence from the laws of the land and his belief that he was not required to provide information to the officer, nor is he required to cooperate.
1: That is such a strange and, quite honestly, a, a terrible argument. I, I can't wrap my mind around how would you come to that conclusion?
0: Let's bring in Greg Scordis, KSL legal analyst. Um, you often hear him right here on KSL News Radio on KSL at night from seven to nine. Uh, Greg, it's good to have you with us again. We have discussed this matter with you last week, um, and we've gotten some new information, including that the police department claims that this driver claimed to be independent from the laws of the of the land. Um not something we normally normally hear about or talk about in utah
2: yeah it's something however uh debbie that we see a little bit more and more and it's this notion of the sovereign citizen or the person who uh finds or believes that he's not subject to the laws of of the land and doesn't have to comply with those it kind of goes into what you talked about earlier that he had a illegitimate license plate he may have felt but he's not required um to license his car appropriately. He may feel that he's not required to have a Utah valid Utah driver's license. And then if you, if you look at this press release and, and what apparently is in the body cam, he may have also felt that he's not required to respond to requests by police officers and, and, in fact, seemingly didn't respond to their requests or at least did something that caused them to, to draw their weapons and to ultimately shoot and kill him.
1: So if somebody identifies as a sovereign citizen, how does the law handle that?
2: Well, they still have to comply. And when the law enforcement stops somebody and he says, for example, as may have happened here, I'm not going to get out of the car. I'm not going to respond. Uh, law enforcement is entitled to take reasonable measures to get him out of the car. That, that includes some use of force. In other words, they can open the door. They can grab him. They can pull him out of the car. They can do those type of things, and apparently, from what we're reading here, that's what they attempted to do. He he refused to comply. He refused to get out of the car. He refused to allegedly uh, provide uh, information to them about his his driver's license and whatnot. And so they took the made the decision to 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 take him out of the car by force. And that's when everything went uh, really quite badly. All
0: right. Let me just let me just continue on that path and that thought, Greg according to police and again if you're just tuning in we're bringing you up to speed on what we know about the officer involved incident the shooting that happened in the post office parking lot in Farmington midweek last week in the afternoon where a 25-year-old driver lost his life in a shooting so continuing on um it says another officer attempted to remove the driver And then an observing officer, and I'm quoting from the police department's press release, yelled, gun, gun, gun. A struggle happened. Gunshots are heard. Um, And that an empty holster was seen on the driver's right hip and a handgun can be seen lying on the driver's side floorboard. Now, not having seen that video ourselves to independently verify what police are releasing, we don't know when that handgun that they say was on the floorboard ended up on the floorboard was it there before he drove into that parking lot we don't know other than what police are saying in this press release and they don't indicate that in the press release either or did it it happen during this this moment when the officer reached in the car
2: Yeah, I think what's critical for me, Debbie, just in reviewing that, and and you and I look at it the same way, is that the gun wasn't still in his holster. So he had a holster on his belt or on his pants somehow, but the gun wasn't there. Had the gun still been there, we would probably be having a little bit different conversation. But the gun's out, and the officers shouting gun, 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 that's a typical law enforcement uh, cry. For, hey, this person has a weapon, so everyone's on alert, everyone's drawing their weapons. And who knows what he was doing with it or whether he was pointing it or sort of using it in a menacing way. But for whatever reason, the officers, the other officers involved, decided that they needed to draw their weapons and fire their weapons. And in fact, they did, based on what they perceived to be a threat to them.
1: Greg, we ran a story on KSL News Radio that said the police body cams were turned off shortly after the officer-involved shooting in Farmington. Is that standard to turn off the body cameras after an incident?
2: It's really not, Dave, and that's the one piece of this that's still sort of missing, that the gun part, I think we've had some answers, and Debbie explained those pretty well, but the, the body cam, we don't know why the, the chief uh, at, apparently at some point it says turn off your body cams because uh, Farmington uh, City protocol and state protocol is a little bit different and really doesn't allow for the, the sort of immediate turn off of the body cams, especially while there's a fairly active scene. So we don't know why that occurred. I think there's going to be some explanation for that coming down the road, but it's not protocol. and It's not something we typically see, and it's not even Um, consistent with what we have seen with the state and the local laws regarding the use of body cams.
0: Greg, thank you so much for jumping on the line. Uh, We don't know yet uh, when Farmington, or excuse me, when the county attorney will get the case to review it. We do know that the Bountiful Police Department has been put in charge of conducting the investigation separate from the Farmington Police Department. And again, I want to remind our listeners, we have a request in to get copies of that body cam, all those body camera videos ourselves, so our reporters and producers can sift through those body cams and see if what we're reporting from the press release the Farmington Police Department has issued matches what we're seeing on those videotapes. We'll let you know as soon as we get them.
1: And that was very clear in the Farmington police statement. They said Farmington police do not interview the involved Farmington police officers. That's turned over to the Davis County critical incident protocol team. Uh, They also said video footage is only one part. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our understanding of the incident may change and we don't draw any final conclusions.
0: A story we're going to continue to keep a close eye on, continue tracking with our team of reporters and producers in the newsroom. Uh, Straight ahead, uh, this congressman has managed to get himself in a deeper hole, which I didn't think was possible, but it's possible. Um, Congressman George Santos begins his work week officially under investigation by the House Ethics Committee. We're going to tell you what it's for next.